Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And this morning, we're with Katiana Asman, our resident child psychologist, talking about how to help our kids develop a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Katiana, what's the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset in children? Well, I think it's very much like the name suggests. So if you have, if you're someone who has a bit of a growth mindset, you are looking at being a child or an individual who is quite adaptable in that you're kind of learning through all the experiences you've gone through, kind of allowing that to inform future decisions and that kind of thing. Whereas a fixed mindset is quite rigid, right? So these are children who might have not really been encouraged to think outside the box. Um, They're kind of often maybe spoon-fed a little bit too much in terms of sort of rules and regulations. And so because of that, they can get kind of pigeonholed and get kind of stuck um, in a certain mindset. Uh, And that makes it very difficult for them to adapt in the eventuality that things don't go according to plan, which happens a lot with life. So um, that's why we usually try to encourage the former in children so that they can handle disappointment a little bit better. And wonder if you can explain a little bit because people think like a fixed mindset means something negative um, Mm. versus growth being positive. I mean, it's not entirely negative, to be completely honest. I don't feel that a fixed mindset is wholly negative. I think that as human beings, we do need to have things, a, a scaffolding to hold on to. Um, you know, so it's not uncommon for a lot of people, especially people who find themselves a little bit more on the anxious or a little bit on the overworrying side, to tend to cling to a fixed mindset because it is a very strict, rigid, firm, concrete structure with which they can hold on to. And that helps when things again don't go according to plan they feel like they have something they can fall back on but where the sort of the issue with fixed mindset can sort of come up is again what happens when the fixed mindset doesn't generate or doesn't allow you to gain the results that you would like or gain the outcome that you would have expected what happens then and so that's why I think we look at fixed mindset as being a little bit more negative than growth because it's not giving us necessarily the platforms or the tools to be able to adapt in that situation. Whereas a growth mindset is a little bit more flexible and freeform in that it doesn't really have a very rigid this that A, B, C, D, E, F, G sort of stepwise approach to life. It's very much allowing your own life experiences to help you develop and look at things in different ways and so that's why it's considered a lot more positive because you are encouraging resilience you are encouraging constructive thinking Um, and so for that reason I think it's getting a little bit more positivity than than fixed mindset. Yeah I would imagine it it allows you to sort of look around you and and look for solutions Mm. rather than sort of being stuck. Yeah absolutely and speaking of stuck what happens when our kids are actually stuck having a fixed mindset? In terms of affecting a kid's growth development, does it lead to very serious uh, situations later on? You know, for me, I always feel that it is, the, it is the resilience component that's super important because we want our children to be able to know how to come back from things not going according to plan, from disappointment, from rejection. And I think that when you choose to encourage a fixed mindset or when you kind of use fixed mindset in your parenting style so long as you're being very mindful of the fact that we need to provide kids with the opportunity to learn these skills and be independent instead of us fixing all the problems for them because that's not encouraging independence and resilience in any way not 
including that in your parenting or in, in, in how your kids are encouraging your, the way your child looks at the world, that can be a significant problem. Because as they age and as life becomes more complicated and there's more demands, when things don't go according to what they would expect and they don't know how to cope with that, um, just very simply, it creates a lot of you know issues, but also it opens up the door for the risk for mental health issues later on because they don't know how to cope with all of these things. So I would say definitely there's the potential if we're not mindful of ensuring that kids are taught resilience and taught how to be constructive. Absolutely. And I think also in by doing that on purpose, we actually might learn some things ourselves because we were never taught it no, either, No, right? not at all. Yeah. yeah, something that you kind of stumbled on or you, mm. you didn't. Talking about the teaching of it, school will tell you most of the things are right or wrong. You know, there are mm. fixed sort of mindsets um, being taught left, right and center environmentally without us even realizing it. So how do we start mm-hmm. encouraging the growth mindset in our kids who are accustomed to something being right all wrong. Mm. I love using open-ended questions and statements with kids, right? Because like you said, they are very much exposed to a black and white, right and wrong, you know, way of education. Um, and so I think that when we are trying to, you know, in every other area of life, because of course there are certain things that are very black and white. One plus one will most of the time be two, right? <laughs> and so there are kind of like these um, these areas which are required to be black and white and that's fine. But I think that it's really important when things happen to kids or when things, you know, when kids are exposed to things for them to kind of ask questions like, okay, so what do you, how does that make you feel? Or, you know, this thing happened. So what does that mean to you, right? So kind of encouraging kids to have these um, sort of open-ended conversations so that they are able to explore the various perspectives of a particular situation and a particular the problem because that will be the bit that encourages a growth mindset right um i would try to encourage parents not to give children the answers especially when they're going through a problem and tell them what to do that's something i think a lot of adults do because it's efficient and because it's expedient and they feel that's also their responsibility to fix their kids problems and of course if your child is really struggling with something or if it's something that's way above their age range really complex issues you're welcome to but, you know, very simple things like, you know, not being able to find their, their pencil case for the day, right? And be like, okay, so where did you last see it, right? Or, or just kind of encourage them to kind of understand, okay, well, I last saw it over there. Okay, do you remember where you moved it from? Right, trying to get them to learn from the experience that, okay, I put it there and then I must have dumped it somewhere else. Kind of teaching kids to, to take on board what these experiences mean to them. That is really important with the growth mindset. And so if you're telling them, well, I think, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I saw it in your bedroom, so go, go over there and get it. You're not giving them that chance to learn. Mm-hmm. So be really mindful of these things. Yeah, spoon feeding or fixing problems mm. aren't helpful. Um, no, yeah. you're enabling behaviors, aren't you? Mm. But All then right. stepping in when they really do need help, I think that's the fine line. You've kind of got to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. So how does the correct mindset develop a kid's uh, problem-solving skills? You know, like I said, I think that if we are giving kids the answers to things, if we're solving our problems for our kids or solving problems for our kids, we are essentially not encouraging the right mindset because they're then going to take away from that, that when problems arise, I just have to wait to be told what to do. Um, And that can be a problem, again, as you become an adult and depending on your job scope, depending on your responsibilities, Mm, that's not always going to be doable. Mm. So I think that it's important that parents remember that, you know, 
they're not just going to suddenly turn 18 and magically those skills are going to be ingrained within them. It starts from a young age, right? So things that children are more than capable of doing, I think you should be giving them the chance to do, even though it takes a little bit more time, even though you see them kind of struggle with it. Like the one example I often see very simply is I find a lot of parents find it difficult to let kids dress themselves. And so they say it takes a long time. They get, you know, they're like, oh, it takes them like 15 minutes to put their socks on. Yes, because they're developing their fine motor skills. Mm. But guess what? The more they do it, the easier it becomes. Right? And the but faster. Not- <laughs> and the faster. Um, and instead, we're not having, you know, kids who are six and seven years old who have never dressed themselves because they've had people do it mm. for them. Mm. So I think that it's really important that we start at a young age so that kids know that they have the capability to build self-confidence. Um, And, you know, I think parents underestimate just how much confidence you get from being able to solve problems yourselves. So so I think that that's why we really need to encourage this form of thinking so that, you know, kids are a lot more independent and resilient in the future. Yeah, I remember a family telling me I was a bit cruel because I'd taken my son to buy shoes. And up to this point, he was wearing the Velcro kind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, because, you know, he struggles with fine motor skills. But it got to a Mm -hmm. point I was like, your feet are too big. They don't do those kinds of shoes in your big feet anymore. You're going to have to learn Mm -hmm. to do lace-ups. So we practice and practice and practice over many tears. And we got Mm -hmm. to the shop. And Non, I'm sure you'd be like uh, scolding me for this. But he sat there and I was like, we're not leaving until you can lace those shoes up by yourself. And I told the Mm -hmm. tenants to leave him alone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a couple of bathroom breaks, um, a a drink break and everything. And he Mm -hmm. sat back down. And when he did, I've never seen him prouder in his life. It took a couple of hours. I'm sure. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But no, see, that's the thing. It's so important for us to give our kids those opportunities. But if we're sitting there and we're tying their laces for them and we're showing the, and we're not even giving them the chance to learn but rather just doing it because it's faster Mm -hmm. then what happens when you're not there Mm -hmm. you know and so that is I think the ultimate question so yeah absolutely I mean I want to give I want to give him a cuddle for all of the hard work (laughs) he put into it but yeah no that's absolutely what we should be doing yeah okay I hear you I've taken note I'm sure many have as well thank you so much Katiana you can listen to all of our growing pain sessions on the light breakfast podcast that's on the shock app